So you know how everybody gives you the same few pieces of marketing advice? And you know how you've tried them all, but haven't moved the needle? Yeah, we know the feeling. You already get what to do, but you can't seem to execute your marketing the way that others do. Well, those days are over. This podcast is for those who are ready to rework age-old marketing wisdom into a repeatable system that actually works every time, even if you've already tried it all before. I'm Steve Schramm, and this is Marketing for the Rest of Us. This is the unfair advantage for online entrepreneurs. Hey there, welcome into another episode of Marketing for the Rest of Us. Okay, so last week, what we talked about on the show was this idea that really nobody cares about your story, okay? Um, when, whenever a new client or a customer comes to your website or starts engaging with your brand, they want to know that they are the hero. Now, they already know that they're the hero in their mind, and that's the problem. If you come to the table with with your thoughts and your attitudes and you are supposing that you are the hero in the story, then you're taking their role. You're taking their position away from them. And what happens is they don't feel like they can trust you because you're you're taking something very meaningful from them. So what you have to do in a story is is come alongside in the role as a guide. Okay. So so you have to position yourself as a guide in the hero's story. And we talked about that a little bit last week. But you see, every guide was once a hero. Okay, let me say that again. Every guide was once a hero. The the guide has been through his own or her own heroistic journey. And now has the right to provide guidance and leadership and authority in the life of the hero. And so that guide still has a story and still has to be understood. In fact, in order to be trusted by the hero, there must be some context. Let's just take the Lord of the Rings, an example that so many people would know. You've got Frodo and you've got Gandalf. Frodo is obviously the hero of the story. Gandalf is obviously the guide in the story. But Frodo knows all of Gandalf's stories as well. Right? Gandalf uh, is trusted by Frodo because of that context that he has. So how do we share that context is really the key piece. It's the key question here. In our marketing, how do we let people know that we can be trusted, that we've been where they are, and that we deserve to be listened to. And this is why I want to talk about why your stories do matter. And the paradox here is that is that last week we saw that your story doesn't matter that much, but now this week we're going to see that your story and your stories are actually everything. They're the key to your business. Now, let me give you just this is this is my sort of way of thinking and, and looking at this. The key difference to whether a story is necessary and or effective is going to be whether or not the story serves the sale. Now, what do I mean by the sale? Well, in this case, really, it could be anything that promotes action toward your audience. OK, so the sale could be, hey, buy my thing 
Or the sale could be, hey, do this and you'll see results. Or the sale could be, hey, join my free webinar or just whatever. Okay. But if you tell stories that help serve the sale that you are trying to make in that moment, whatever the sale is, then you'll see success with stories. Now, I like the concept of the four core epiphany bridge stories that Russell Brunson talks about in his uh, book, Marketing Secrets. Uh, to me, this is just a, a huge way of understanding this framework in, in very, you know, I mean, other people have put it different ways, but I think this is one of the most helpful. And so this is the way I latch onto. And so you've got four core stories. They're the origin story, the vehicle story, the internal belief story, and the external belief story. So to kind of explain those, your origin story is how you got into doing what you are doing. Okay, whatever work that is. Your vehicle story is the vehicle or we could also call the new opportunity that you are going to be offering to those who you want to purchase your products or services. Okay, so for example, I offer this platform, this program called Crest. So. My origin story of how I got into building websites is a different story from how I went from building websites to then discovering a problem and solving it with this Crest marketing framework. So those are two different stories. One of them is is gearing towards selling the vehicle that you actually want them to purchase or the new opportunity. Internal belief story. Okay, this is whenever you are trying to sell somebody on a new opportunity, they are always going to have internal beliefs that tell them that they cannot do it. And then the external belief story. Again, these are simple to understand. Every person is going to have external beliefs to tell them that they cannot do it. Okay, for example, what's a, what's a great example of this? Well, I do keto and intermittent fasting. So let's just take the concept, and you can plug in anything here, but let's just take the concept of uh, intermittent fasting, okay? The, if, I was, if I was selling a product that, that was maybe a coaching program for intermittent fasting, I might imagine that my people's uh, internal belief story would be something like, I don't know if I have what it takes to complete a fast. Won't I be hungry? And the external belief story, one of them could be, well, um, my friends, what are they going to think when we try to go out to parties together and I can't eat my, my meal, all right? Now, with the origin story, the vehicle story, the internal belief story, and the external belief story, there are four movements that we're going to get to. And so within these, you can actually create many stories to follow along these frameworks. But let me give you an example before we move on uh, of the origin story and of the vehicle story. So for example, if I was creating a coaching program for intermittent fasting, my origin story would probably be about the time that I went on a roller coaster with my wife in 2015 and I was 279 pounds at that time. I tried to get on the roller coaster. I don't even like roller coasters, uh, but my wife wanted to get me on the roller coaster. And so we we, we went through. I, I was in the line, just terrified uh, of what was about to happen. And when we got to the top of the uh, of the line and we were ready to, you know, get on the roller coaster, I couldn't fit. Um, and I had to do the walk of shame in front of everybody. Uh, down all the way down the walkway because I couldn't fit on the roller coaster. And don't get me wrong, I was kind of thrilled uh, because I didn't want to ride the roller coaster anyway. But in that moment, I did not have control. 
over myself. That this was a scenario that was out of my control, and that was not cool. Um, I couldn't live with that. So I decided to get diet conscious and health conscious, and I stepped into the world of a ketogenic diet and really transformed my life. Um, so that's boom, origin story done. Then my vehicle story would probably talk about how I was stalled. So I, I did keto off and on for a, a few years, and uh, but it seemed like um, it was odd. It was like I would I would lo- I could lose weight almost at will, and so I would lose weight and I would get down to like two fifteen, two twenty somewhere in there. But I would always bounce back up to two thirty five or two forty, and I'd do it again and I'd do it again. It would just happen. It would just be this constant cycle. And then I, I sat down uh, and I, I started to read a book by Dr. Jason Fung called The Obesity Code. And in The Obesity Code, he talked about how you have this concept of a body set weight. And this body set weight is actually controlled by the insulin release cycle that is happening in your body. So in other words, even if you go on this ketogenic diet or whatever and you lose back to a certain weight, you're typically going to bounce back. Almost no matter what diet you do, you're going to bounce back into some middle ground because your body is trying to achieve homeostasis and become stable. And so it's always going to try to get back to that middle ground state. So I started at 279 right? I got down to like 212, 215, but I keep going back to like that 235, 240 pretty constantly and plateauing there. And so when I read his book, I learned that the key to decreasing my body set weight was to make sure that I was releasing insulin inside of my body much less, which is accomplished through therapeutic intermittent fasting. I learned all about it, transformed my life forever. And now I'm here with this coaching program because I want to show you the exact steps in order to make it happen in your life. Boom. That's the vehicle story. Okay. And then, of course, we already talked through the internal beliefs and the external beliefs. So I have to share my side of the story, but then I have to help others break their change of false belief as well with the internal and external beliefs story. Now, I mentioned a minute ago that all four of these stories has four movements within it. Okay. The four movements are one, the chains of false belief, the chains of false belief. Two, experiences, three stories, and four new epiphany bridges, okay? So the chains of false belief are those current thoughts, those current limiting beliefs that they have around the idea that you're offering, okay? Experiences are their past experiences in life that tell them that there's no way that they could ever uh, do this, okay? They're already predisposed against what you are offering. Number three is the stories. So based on those things, there are now stories that they're telling themselves and maybe even stories that come from other places that are uh, damaging them and, and, and making them not take action, even though you know it's the thing you need to do. And then four, the new epiphany bridges. So we break their false beliefs by rewriting the story that's going on in their mind and helping them understand that Actually, they're wrong about their chains of false beliefs. Their experiences do not have to be their experiences going forward. The past is not to find the present, right? And then we're rewriting the story. The story in their mind can be different based on new information. And this is related to a concept of Michael Hyatt's that I've always loved um, about limiting beliefs versus liberating truths. A lot of times when you face a liberating belief on the other side, or a, excuse me, a limiting belief, On the other side of that, there is a liberating truth that you can tell yourself that is is true. It's that you're not making it up. It is true, and it helps you think about it differently than your mind wants to 
think of it. Now, if, if you're interested to go deeper in this, we don't have time to like really dive into these concepts um, in, in this episode. And maybe if you're interested, you know, hit me up, Steve at NorthMaxServices.com. You know, we could actually go into a, some of these concepts more deeply if you're interested. And we may do that anyway. Um, at the very least, pick up Russell Brunson's Expert Secrets. It's a fantastic book that will help guide you through these processes of how to create um stories that will help persuade your audience without making your audience think that 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 you're trying to be the hero. Okay. You can be the guide and come in and be helpful and tell your stories without intruding on their story. Okay. You've got to be weaving these stories into your ads, into your landing pages, into your sales funnels, into your emails, into your YouTube, into your podcast description, in your blog posts, etc. Okay. Get these stories out there, but never make it seem like you're the hero of the story. That is the fine line. And uh, as long as your stories are always serving your sale, then you should be good because you won't be encroaching on the hero's sale, okay? So do I have something for you to do? A call to action? Yes. Go listen to Story World, okay? Me and my buddy Alex Jagir have just released this podcast called Story World last week. And we're having a great time with it. Reception so far has been great. So I would love for you to go check it out. It talks all about how to tell stories, both from a marketing and a fiction writer's perspective. Super duper cool. And I'm super excited about it. Go check it out. All right. You guys take care and we'll see you in the next episode of Marketing for the Rest of Us.